Welcome to the A to Z of Godly Relationships podcast. I wanted to come back to you having recorded the A to Z series and it's been hugely successful and it's been interesting to speak to so many people about how they have received the podcast. So I wanted to continue on, um, not necessarily going through the A to Z again because that's been done, but mainly to talk about specific topics that have and continue to arise when I speak with people about relationships, which pretty much happens every day. Um, And so I wanted to speak specifically for this episode about marrying your best friend. Now, Many people will say, you'll see posts online, social media, Facebook, Instagram, etc. saying, I've married my best friend. And quite often when they post pictures of the wedding and everything, you will see that phrase in there saying, I married my best friend. And that's absolutely wonderful. It's great to know that there's something more than, you know, the physical attraction or the pressure of parents or culture or pressure of yourself where you feel that time's running out and you need to get married. Um, And so you've kind of found someone who is, you know, they fit the criteria somewhat and they're not a bad deal so okay we'll just make this work it's wonderful to hear people saying that there's actually a relationship there that goes deeper than any of what I just mentioned and so that phrase marrying your best friend is very heartwarming when it's true now in my case did I marry my best friend no I didn't but I'll speak more about that later um I when I hear that phrase, the first thing I think about, because if you know anything about me, I spend most of my time speaking to people about relationships and marriage and dating and, you know, counseling couples and that kind of thing. And so when I hear the phrase, I've married my best friend, I feel that it can apply pressure to people who are single, to people who are dating somebody who feel as if that person is not their best friend. Um, And it can also apply pressure to those who are married, who are feeling like the person they've married is not their best friend. And in fact, they're spending more time feeling as if they've married their worst enemy than their actual best friend. And so that's one thing I want to raise today is being very careful because the pressure that can be applied, much like when you see all these amazing posts on social media about how wonderful that person's husband or wife is and how they're the best mother or father to the children and, you know, they're just the best thing since God created this earth. And yet we know, you know, I know that in their daily lives, that's probably not the case. But of course, when you are edifying someone or you're acknowledging them for the good that they've done or the fact that it's their birthday or your anniversary, of course, you're going to say these wonderful things. But the pressure that it can apply to people who are single and seeking a partner or those who are dating and don't feel as if the person next to them is their best friend is that you can feel as if you're somewhat failing you know, you, you, that person doesn't feel that way to you. So it can apply a level of pressure that is unreal because actually I'd say a very high percentage of people that use that phrase don't necessarily feel that way, but they feel as if they should say that. They feel as if it's, it's the thing to say is that my husband, my wife, the person I'm dating is my best friend. Well, let's look at that. Let's look at what a best friend means. 
A best friend is somebody who you probably would turn to first and foremost, and that may well be your spouse. It's somebody who has things in common with you. There is something that physically, um, mentally, emotionally, spiritually draws you to that person in the first place. When you consider how many people you meet every day of your life, whether it's colleagues or somebody, you know, on the train or you go to a conference and you get talking to somebody or you're introduced to somebody or it's an extended family, you know, like you go to a family event and there's people, other people there and you meet them. You get introduced or you come across so many different people, but you are not friends with all of them. Some will stick and you become friends. You might even become best friends, but others will fall away you know, you'll never see them again, or you don't consider them or think of them again. And so there's a reason why when you become friends with somebody, you are drawn to something about them. And it may be as shallow (laughs) as the physical appearance, it may be much, much deeper by the connection, the spiritual connection, or the emotional connection, you may have experienced things, you know, that you have in common, whether it's you know, the loss of a parent or, you know, you, you both just recently had children or whatever, you know, there's lots of different reasons that will draw you closer to somebody because you have something in common. You may both be studying medicine or law or, you know, to be in retail or, you know, there's so many reasons. Yeah. But generally friendships start with you being drawn to somebody and maybe consider your, your friendships, your relationships that you have what drew you together? How did you meet? Why did you stay friends? Or why did you even, let's say, become friends? Because you're not friends with someone you've just met once, really, are you? I mean, unless you're that kind of person who considers everybody that you come across to be your friend. I'm not like that. I'm not like that. For me, it's very much a journey. And so I'd like you to consider um, what constitutes friendship for you. Yeah. And so If you have um, people in your life that you would consider to be friends, there's normally some kind of history there. You know, there's a background, there's a reason that you met you. Even if, you know, you sit next to somebody on a plane and you get talking, usually by the time the plane lands and you go through to arrivals, that's the end of it. But for some people, you will exchange numbers, even if it's, you know, it doesn't have to be male, female, whatever. Even if it's just, you know, female, female friendship, you may decide to exchange numbers and meet up again for coffee and something begins to grow from that. And so there's a a foundation and there's a history that comes with friendship. So let me put this to you then. Think about the fact that the person that you are dating or desire to date or even marry is quite often the person you've known for the least amount of time in your life. I married my husband after 11 months of dating. We knew after two weeks of getting together that we were going to be husband and wife. Did that make our journey easy? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Our first couple of years of marriage were horrendous. It's horrible. Not completely because we had good moments. Of course we did. But we were fighting through those first few years, just trying to find our ground, learn each other, get to know each other, understand each other. What like, why do you do that? Why do you do that repeatedly? Why do you do that? Even when I very politely asked you not to, <laughs> you know, just getting to know each other. And that's both m- me and my husband, you know, and so... Thinking about the fact that you've known this person for not very long, 
Now think about the phrase, your best friend. Now you can, and I can almost hear some of your brain sticking away thinking, you can absolutely be best friends with someone in a very quick space of time. Of course you can, of course you can. But more often, a higher percentage of people become friends because of the longevity of their relationship. The fact that you've known each other since school or uni or, you know, your your parents were friends and you've known each other since you were born, you know, that tends to be the basis for some of the best deepest friendships and so the person that you've known for three weeks although you are so in love with her so in love with him he he ticks all the boxes your heart skips a beat your stomach does a flip every time you see them does that make them your best friend or is that just someone who you're somewhat infatuated with right now and will that remain will that infatuation remain or will that change do you have the basis for friendship Or are you just floating along on adoration and, oh my gosh, it's happening to me and she's so amazing, he's so amazing, you're doing all the exciting things right now. Are those things the basis for a good, strong friendship or are they just momentary? Are they just short-lived? Another thing to consider also is that phrase, marrying your best friend. And maybe I'm speaking to the females here. Maybe this applies to both. I'm a female, so I'm going to speak from that point of view first of all. Your husband, your 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 boyfriend is not going to be your girlfriend. What I mean by that is the level of conversation and the depth and content of conversation is not going to be the same as it is with your girlfriend who you can speak to on the phone for four hours straight and probably not be able to reenact or remember what you even talked about for those four hours but it didn't you know it doesn't matter it didn't it wasn't interrupted it flowed so nicely it it was easy so easy to be on that phone for four hours quite often we have friendships where we um will call that person on our journey home or you know on our lunch hour and just speak for a whole hour two hours straight and that's it it's easy some of us as females we're looking for that in our husbands and boyfriends fiancés Um, wake up call, (laughs) probably unlikely. That's not to say you won't have hour long conversations, but the content of those conversations is not going to be the same. The reactions of those conversations is not going to be the same. The things that would make your friend, your female, if you're a female and your female friend, or even it may even be, be that you have a male friend, but it's not the person that you're dating. The things that you laugh about may be very, very different. I can call my sister, who's known me all her life, and literally, when she answers the phone, I can just start laughing. She'll laugh with me, and we will be in fits of laughter, tears rolling down, veins popping. We haven't even said anything yet. I don't have that with anybody else. Other people would need some kind of explanation or maybe the joke in the first place. With my husband, it's very different. We laugh about certain things, of course we do, but they're very different things. His sense of humour is very different. 
and it gets it got it got to a point where it used to upset me and frustrate me because I would show him something or explain something to him and expect him to laugh with me really laugh belly laugh you know and he wouldn't and I'd go away feeling a little bit upset and a little bit ridiculous you know and he would look at me he'd give me that look as if I was being like I'd lost a screw like a screw was loose you know like what's wrong with you and I didn't get it and I made a decision that I'm no longer going to share those things with him and I went too far the other way and it meant that I sort of just didn't laugh with him for quite a while because I was hurt by his reaction or his lack of reaction so I decided I would keep those things for my female friends and I would keep those things for my sister and that would suffice and now I'm fine with it But it took a while for me to recognise that my relationship with my husband is different to my relationship with my sister. The relationship with my friends is different to the relationship with my husband and my sister. And so think about it. The friendships that you have, most people have more than one friend, but the friendships that you have are sometimes the needs that you have are met by different friendships and relationships that you have. So some might be met by your your parents or your your mum or, you know, your... your, um, siblings think about um uh, let's say going out to eat you may have a particular friend that they're they're the perfect person they're they're adventurous with their food or they're happy to spend money on food or they can sit for like five hours in the restaurant with you just talking and you sit there until you're literally hungry again and then you'll order desserts and then you'll order coffees and and you do all of that and they they will fuss over the food the way you will where there's another person that you think oh no 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 don't 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 go for dinner with them they're 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 much tighter with their money when it comes to food or they're just not very adventurous or they only want to go to mcdonald's you know whereas you want to have a nice sort of you know seven course taster menu um at a nice venue and that's not the right person for that the same with shopping the same with if you're feeling really low are you going to call a friend who's also going to make you feel low or you're going to call someone who could pick you up a little bit or at least just listen while you gripe and moan rather than trying to fix everything do you see where I'm going there's different people different friendships and relationships in your life that meet different needs going back to the original marrying your best friend are you expecting that best friend I'm doing air quotes here Are you expecting that best friend to meet all of the needs of your different relationships and friendships that you have and have had over the years? Because I think that would be a bit unfair, to be honest, because we can't be all things to everyone. Okay. now, another thing to consider as well is that, as I said at the beginning, the majority of people who say that they married their best friend, it's not actually true. And I think if most of more of us admitted that actually I'm not marrying my best friend, but I'm marrying a wonderful man or a wonderful woman. Is that okay? It should be okay to be able to say that. And I can say now, I mean, my husband and I, we we have a YouTube channel called Rob and Sonia Share It. And we have some videos on there. And one of them is about this very subject where you'll see the two of us kind of battling it out and, you know, exploring this subject and working out whether we are each other's best friend and spoiler alert a little bit a little bit of a spoiler alert um we kind of start off the video asking each other the question are you my best friend and of course like, only you can tell me that that was our response at the time but we worked through that that um 
video and we explored it and we asked each other questions and what I realized was I didn't marry my best friend because at the time I hardly knew him I was caught up and infatuated and he made my stomach flip and he still does a lot of the time but he certainly wasn't my best friend at the time is he my best friend now well the only way and and, and a big part of this is because our nature individually our nature is that we're both people who do not have a broad spectrum of friends we don't we're not dependent upon friendships we're not those types of people who have regular friends that we will go out with and visit with and we spend a lot of our time doing either work ministry or mentoring and so we find that most of our time is is occupied by you know, teaching, mentoring, um, speaking, that kind of thing. And so that's not to say we don't have time for friendships because we do have friendships, but we're not those characters, those personalities that say he or she is my best friend and we would do anything for them and drop everything to be there with them and all of that. What we do have is many, many people in our lives that we've known for a variety of Um, you know lengths of time and some have been from school some have been from even younger than that some have been more recent but we you know we get on really really well and spend time with them Um, and as you go through seasons in your life these things change as well so you might find that if you're single you have like a group of friends or you have set activities that you do and then when you get into a relationship suddenly you're doing more maybe coupley things and you might go out with another couple to eat or you might go around you might get invited around to their houses at the you know Friday night you're having a games night or you're going out for a meal or there's something going on and you you start to do more of that and then when you're married you know suddenly you enter into another phase and it's a bit different again and you no longer have to leave your home to be in the company of somebody you know, there's there's always someone there to talk to, to, you know, yeah, there'll be conflict and things as well. And you'll be having sex as well. And there'll be all sorts of things going on that you don't necessarily seek the outside company that you did before. Um, and that's not to say you drop your friendships, but it shifts and rightly so. And then also you have, um, you know, if your heart is to have children and God blesses you with children, it's another season again. So it's so interchangeable. It changes all the time. Um, and so there's that's something to consider as well, is the season that you're in. And that's where my husband and I are at, is that we've been married for nearly 16 years now. And we're in a season where we're pretty content with each other. But we've discovered that our children are now getting older. We have more freedom than we did before. And so what we do is we'll go out and spend time with friends individually. We'll spend time with friends as a couple. We'll spend time with friends who also have children, maybe, and they will get together. So it's a real variety of how we spend our time. But most of our time is spent in the company of each other. And so now that my husband knows me more and he's been exposed to more of my behaviours, my ups, my downs, my vulnerable moments, my excitable moments, my, you know, my God moments where God has brought something or revealed something or blessed us with something. You know, we've got a lot more, uh, loads more memories Um, we know much more about each other. We've got more to talk about. We've got more to reflect upon, to think back on. We've got more planning to do. We have more freedom with our income now so we can plan more. Um, And so all of those things enter into 
you know, the fact that my husband now feels more like my best friend than he did when I met him. But is he my best friend, my ultimate best friend? I would say, yeah. Yeah, because he's the one I go to. He's the one I like being with. I also like being with other people. I love spending time with my friends. I like coming home to my husband. Would I want to be married to anybody else? Absolutely not. And so in that sense, he wins (laughs) as well. Um, And so there's all of those factors to consider when it comes to best friend. So... To summarise and to conclude on this episode, I would say, to reiterate, do you have to marry your best friend per se? I would say no. I would say be careful of stating that or stating it to other people who then feel pressured that the person that they've met and the person that they're with has to be or has to feel like a best friend Be careful that you're not just saying it for the sake of saying it because everybody else says it. And then underneath, you could be in your quiet moments feeling as if you've got imposter syndrome because actually it's not the case for you. He doesn't feel, she doesn't feel like your best friend, but yet you say it all the time because you feel you have to. Consider that your husband, your wife, isn't going to have the same qualities as your friendships and so your laughter or you know watching a game with her may not feel the same as watching a game with your male friends you know um and also remember take the pressure off take the pressure off you've only known them for a few weeks a few months even a few years they're still most likely to be the person in your life that you've known the least amount of time So putting that pressure on yourself or on them to say that they're your best friend or you're asking them, am I your best friend? If you don't hear the words, yes, are you going to go off in a stomp and a sulk? Or do you accept that friendships take time? They take time to build, a long time to build. And the best ones remain. Of course they do. But also friendships take effort. Any relationship, whether it's friendship, Uh, marriage you know dating they take time they take investment they take effort they take forgiveness all of those qualities need to be thrown in to any friendship for it to last because if you decide that well you've offended me I'm off I don't want to be your friend anymore it's not really the best basis for a relationship because you can't go anywhere divorce is not an option the world tells us that divorce is absolutely an option You know, don't get on, separate. But the Bible says no. The Bible says don't do that. I'm paraphrasing here. Unless, unless there are legitimate reasons for you to do so, work it out. You're in this. When you're going into it, and I'm going off on another tangent here, but I'll just finish this point. When you're going into that relationship, when you're going into that marriage, when he proposes and you say yes, As much as you are not legally bound yet, you are on that journey and on that path that says, I'm making this commitment for the rest of my life. Till death do you part. And therefore, you don't walk away from it. You don't turn your back on it. You don't give up on it. You don't say, I've had enough. You don't let things go on for so long that they become or feel like they've become irreparable. And you certainly don't take Jesus out of the center of it. This is assuming you put Jesus in the center in the first place. 
yeah and so I would say in my experience um and I talked a lot about this in in my book plus one equals three which you can get on Amazon if you want to have a read about my my journey and my story and my battle and my disobedience and my discovery and all of those things I had a real battle around you know um marriage and relationships and all of that kind of thing and commitment and I really struggled to accept that this was for life and there was no get out clause and that I couldn't just walk away um, if I wanted to live in obedience to Christ I couldn't just walk away and that's what kept me in those early years but I had to then re- realign my thinking readjust the way that I had been programmed and then begin to look at my husband, look at his character, look at who he was, who he is called to be, i.e. the head of my home, my leader, my provider, my lover, all of those things, and begin to look at who I am and the helpmate that I'm called to be for him. Did I lose myself in all of that? No. Did I change? Yes, I had to. Single Sonia could not be married Sonia. And so I had to change. Was I forced to change? No. My husband's very patient. He took, and to this day, still being very patient and giving me time to adjust and to trust and to let go and to fall back and know that he's got me. Yeah. And that works both ways for both of us. And so would I say that he's my best friend now? If you force me to, because <laughs> as I said, I'm not someone who says, oh, my best friend, it's just not in my nature. It's not the way that I, I think or operate. But when you think of all the characteristics of a friendship um, um, and, and a relationship, my husband has them all. And therefore, I would consider him to be my best friend. I certainly didn't think that at the beginning. So this podcast, this episode was all about helping you to think through that phrase best friend what does that mean maybe do a little exercise for yourself a mental exercise where you think about who your best friends are what qualities they have what brought you together what's kept you together how you've worked through the difficult times if there have been any um, what you love about that person where they serve in your life And what I mean by that is what I talked about earlier with who's the best person to go shopping with? Who's the best person to go out to eat with? Who's the best person to pour your heart out to when things aren't going so well? Who's the best person that you would call if you want, you had something to celebrate and you could really just go over this, you just scream with them, you know, think about the characteristics and is that, is that, um, you know, those characteristics I've listed, are those four different people or five different people or are Do you have all of that in the one person? Could, and I'll finish with this, could that one person actually be your future spouse? If there is someone of the opposite sex that you have in your life already and they have all of those characteristics, could that person be the person that God has sent for you? And I I say this with caution because I had a very, very, very good, very close male friend everybody around me was telling me that that was it it was him it was him I didn't believe that and he didn't believe that but after a period of time I began to get confused because I thought what if it is him and I can't see it I cannot see it and the thought of it 
the thought of me being in a relationship with him repelled me because as much as he was a great guy, an ab- great guy, good looking guy, had all of the characteristics of a perfect husband, but not my husband. And the more I sought God about it, the more I heard no, 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 no. He was like a, the, the brother of my own age. I have brothers, but they're a lot older than me. But he was like the brother of my own age that I didn't have. And we spent a lot of time together and we laughed together and joked together and ate together and drove together. We did so much together, but we were not called to be husband and wife. So I say my last statement with caution, just because you get on well with somebody of the opposite member of uh, opposite sex and you feel um, that having listened to this and you're now considering all oh, maybe, maybe that person is meant to be the one if you believe in the one, be careful there because maybe they are, but maybe they're not. Maybe they're not. That doesn't mean just because they're your best friend that they are, you're meant to marry them. So be very careful around that as well. So I'll leave with that. Thank you again for taking the time to listen. I appreciate your um, listening in and recommendations and, you know, the numbers of people listening has been amazing. Um, By all means, you know, feel free if you need to contact me at all you can leave messages wherever you're listening on your podcast whether it's apple podcast or whether it's you know spotify whatever you can leave messages and recommendations if you have subjects you'd like me to cover but i will continue to post these podcasts as um, as i'm led um, and as the subjects come to me i will certainly give you my opinion and it'll be great to hear yours also so thank you for listening until next time bye bye